Hello, and welcome to Horrible Friends Condensed Spoop. A smaller, shorter version of our normal show where we talk about new horror movies, review horror movies, and anything related to the horror genre. So, starting off, I'm Chris. I'm Mike. Surprise, motherfuckers! It's Jarvis, and I'm on Condensed Spoop now. And goddamn, sorry, Travis, for that huge audio blowout you just have to listen to. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a big one. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. oh, why, are my, why do mine look so big? That's what she said, but she didn't. She never did. <laughs> I wish she never, she's never said that. All of my spikies are like real big, guys. Is that just me? It looks like that. Yeah. I, do I sound loud? You do sound a little loud. I did Why turn has down. no one told me this? We've been talking for like 40 minutes. Well, I turned down <laughs> my volume significantly. Yeah, I turned down my volume. <laughs> All right, so for this week, uh, changing up a bit. I know we mainly talk about horror movies, gory horror movies, but today I want to talk about with you two, what's your favorite thriller movie? I, in my mind, I kind of count thriller as like, it's it's a small, like, subgenre of horror it's it it's trying to be horror but doesn't want to commit to like a full r rating of a movie mm-hmm. yeah there's some wiggle room there man you're putting me in the hot seat that's a tough question you get that a lot like when when people are like oh you know what do you do in your spare time i run like a horror podcast what's your favorite horror movie i have no fucking idea man they come <laughs> out every five minutes you know some, some are terrible and some are pretty good so i i never know the answer to that question so uh yeah, that was a that was a tough ask when you first when you first poised that question toward us. So I think maybe um, you know, I'll, so I'm going to go first. I'll say my movie, and you know, I'll tell you why I like it. So for my movie, I went with the Martin Scorsese directed Shutter Island. Okay, it definitely popped in my head. Uh, what? So why did that top the list? Like, when I first saw that movie, I fucking loved it. Like, I was blown away when I saw it in theaters. I thought it was just so well written. I thought Leo was fucking amazing. Mark Ruffalo was great. The whole big twist at the end. It was just so good. Now, were you one of the people that saw the twist coming or claimed you saw the twist coming? No, I didn't claim that at all. I, you always I, have those guys who are like, oh, no, I, I, totally, I totally guess oh, it from the start. Oh, I, I saw it coming from the beginning. I mean, it was obvious. I, mean, I, I had watched it three times already, but, you know, I saw it coming. If you didn't see it, you're a sheep. Because <laughs> yeah, I will gladly admit, like, when that came out, like, Jarvis, that's when we were, we were like, graduating high school. Like, I was a stupid 18-year-old. I'm not going to say that I saw that shit coming. I was an idiot. Was that a 2010 film? Yes, yeah, 2010. Oh wow! God damn, that's been a while. And also, like, there's still faint. Like, I the and one of the reasons I picked it is like I watched it not too long ago, maybe about like a week and a half, two weeks ago. And there were actually like I've I would say probably since it came out, I've probably seen it maybe four or five times in the last ten years. Um, were you surprised just, at the twist every time? <laughs> <laughs> I could just picture you sitting watching this movie for like the ninth time, being like, "Oh my!" He, he was the whole time. <laughs> it's like my kids watching Coco Melon on a tablet for the five thousandth time, and they're like, "Daddy, look!" And I'm like, "Uh huh, I know. The watermelon is also a teddy bear. It's amazing." 
but no, there was there was um, there was shit I noticed like this time around that I never caught on before, like little little nuances throughout the movie. That, There's that a lot slowly, of details. Yeah, like the fact that the whole time during the majority of the movie when he is the character of Teddy Daniels, like he refuses to light his own cigarettes due to his real life, like fear, not necessarily fear of fire, but like he's hiding the fact that, you know, his wife tried to kill herself by burning down their first apartment. So he's hiding that trauma. And the whole time, like they're on this Island, he's very uncomfortable with the water, which is also hiding the fact that, you know, the trauma of his wife drowning his children. Mm -hmm. And it's as you get towards the end when he's kind of picking up the pieces and kind of like losing that persona, even though he's still following the narrative, like he starts lighting his own cigarettes. He like swims all the way to the fucking lighthouse. Right. So it's where these like protective walls he put up were slowly kind of breaking. I can just imagine the, uh, the actual psychologist uh, who wasn't it the guy who was in uh the devil wears prada wasn't he the, the psychologist? no no it was, you're thinking of uh mark strong it was uh yes. ben kingsley ben kingsley sir ben sorry you are right ben kingsley he was trevor in iron man 3 <laughs> the yes the, the fuck you mandarin yes and he it, I do remember his character now. And I could just imagine him like watching him swim. He's like, oh, I told you this would work. This is very good. <laughs> also, <Ooh>. he del- <laughs> Ben, sir, Ben Kingsley delivers like a perfect line. Like in that scene when Leo like comes into the room and he just, Ben Kingsley's sitting at a desk and just looks at him coldly and just says, why are you all wet, baby? <laughs> that shit makes me laugh every time I see it. Just Ben Kingsley stone cold face saying why are you all wet baby because you know that's not the first time he's used that line on oh no no <laughs> certainly not no on leo. it's certainly not on leo well now i know my halloween costume at your next halloween party that's <laughs> so what do you think the key characteristics that separate this movie as a thriller from let's say the horror genre oh that's a good question I would say, like, there's really, it's not scary. But then again, we've had horror movies that we've said that weren't scary, but, like, there were still, like, jump scare elements to to that. With this this movie, there's no really any jump scares. It's Ah, just, it's a lot of tension. Really. I, th- I think there, I think there are actually a few jump scares, if I, re- if I remember correctly. Down in no, the, you're right. In where he finds uh, the alleged, uh, where he finds the uh, uh, Andrew latest that was uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Yes, when he, he finds it, he jumps on him, and and that what I remember that being kind of the the key jump scare. Yeah, I think that was like the one big one. I think it was it, like I said, it was just the tension, like the sound and like I, we always glance over sound and music in movies just because we usually kind of touch on cinematography but like the sound design and music in this movie just it really makes you feel like you are isolated on this island i think the main difference that would separate this from like a pure horror movie is there's no sense of impending danger because it's really going on you're unraveling a mystery nobody's like chasing the main character, nobody's after him, nobody's out to get him. 
is him trying to figure out this mystery and what brought him here to this island. Yeah. No, I like that. That's a good, very, very good point. No, absolutely. Okay. Ben, well, that's my pick, and uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite thrillers. I did enjoy it. I certainly did enjoy it, but I, I tell you, like it, 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 you know, it really took me a while when you, when you phrased the question, you know, what was my favorite thriller? Because I had to, I had to think, like, because I've been asked the horror question several times, never the thriller, and I really had to dig deep and. There really just was one overall, and that is the 1991, a fine year, might I add. Uh, yeah, very fine. A very fine year. Um, the 1991 horror psychological thriller, Silence of the Lambs. Very, very good choice. You piece. <laughs> you piece. Did I get it? Did I get you? <laughs> I should have gone second. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the reason I didn't want to say what our movies oh, were before. So we bad, because oh, perfect, tell- genuine reaction. <laughs> Mike, Michael, tell me your feelings right now, Bubula. I want to hear them all. <laughs> I'm devastated, <laughs> <laughs> disappointed, and sad. These are good. I like these. Much like how I felt watching my choice, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, I hope you've got your backup ready to go. But yeah, uh, Eric, go well, ahead and uh, cl- I mean, Clearly, this is, a, this is a case of, you know, fine minds think alike. Because, you know, this, this really isn't about taste. This is, I mean, the Academy, the Academy Award for Best Picture went to this movie in 1991. Like, there, there's a reason that this movie is so universally well-known. And, and it's funny because it really does teeter that line of horror and thriller really, really tightly in a, in a lot of spots within the movie, right? So there's a, there's a ton of endearing qualities to it. There's really very, very, very few, you know, negative, if any, qualities. Um, be, so I remember, and it was difficult trying to, trying to like relate how it made me feel in my mind, but I remember the first time watching it, I was old enough. I, I was probably like in my early teens. It took me a while to watch this film, but my mom was my mom loved it, and I remember it was around the time like Hannibal and Red Dragon, you know the the sequels and the prequel Red Dragon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so she was always raving about it. So eventually, I, I watched it, and I liked even the beginning scenes when you're exploring kind of like the FBI and you know their their process uh for qualification and everything and it made me it made me kind of like really interested in that and i think that's actually why i kind of went towards you know uh i I kind of looked toward the military direction um not 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 the law enforcement side because at that point i'm pretty sure i was already like running from the police at least on several occasions so (laughs) i knew i knew i fucking hated cops i I knew that wasn't that wasn't a thing that was going to (laughs) change Well, also, there's the fact that um, you also, in your spare time, like to tuck it back and put on a fur coat and dance around. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that was, that, I thought that was implied. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't know the, the listeners didn't know that. But yeah, no, of course. Oh, that's yeah. That's yeah. 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 It's a normal Tuesday night for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. man, that's my Wednesday morning. Depends how good my makeup is, because I may <laughs> sleep in my makeup and wake up Wednesday morning. Now waking up and tucking is a very different thing. It's far more painful. <laughs> it's so much, it's a lot more difficult. I'll tell you. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's... Yeah. The curvature in my spine is a little more forward. <laughs> but <laughs> but you, 
there's just I, I mean like so yeah perfect example there's so many beautiful storylines within this film i mean like hannibal lecter right quintessential at the center of the film but he's really not even like the principal horror thriller character he is in his acting but really all of this is leading toward the catch of buffalo bill um but like just the the parallel stories right that are just so equally disturbing and we have this you know beautiful young woman at the at the heart of the story who is just trying to progress and trying to be you know valued and trying to feel like you know she's she's achieving her dreams and like she's literally just down in this thick hell this hellish landscape of the sickest people ever the biggest thing about uh, anthony hopkins in this movie was he won the academy award for best actor and he only had uh he was best supporting actor but he only had 16 minutes of screen time that just that just shows just right like how powerful his performance was it was also like really anything thriller well maybe thriller but this since this did kind of teeter on the verge of horror like i feel like at this time like the academy never really recognized that no certainly often. not certainly like, not like not even close like it was mainly drama and serious pieces like maybe you might get action for like you know cinematography or something but like you up until this point you never would see anything thriller or horror related being recognized at the Oscars. I remember distinctly, right? So there, there's so many movies that like I'll watch at different times in my life and I'll catch different things, right? I'll understand and I'll interpret something the way it's, you know, the way it's supposed to be interpreted within a movie. That's, that's common, right? Because you watch movies when you're young, you don't fully understand it. You think you do, but then you watch them older when you're older and it's it's an entirely different scene right with this movie i felt things differently as i got older right the the more it became like the more i understood like what true incarceration really was so like when i would watch it you know as i got older the scene when she first enters the prison and it's just that persistent descent down these levels it's a lot of stairs right it's a lot of cuts but now we're down the stairs and now we're behind another set of bar barred doors and now we're down more stairs and you just realize like how deep and just like it, it really is like crossing over into an, another world and that i think was the scariest part for me like how how deep it felt like she was going down to talk to Hannibal Lecter i don't know yeah it, it literally felt like she was you know crossing into the gates of hell to speak with him and i thought that was just so beautiful but but also terrifying no i agree 100 yeah and like you said then you have like the other story with buffalo bill and the fact that you never you never really see it happen but you know what it is he does he skins people and wears their skin like as when he tucks it in and like and like i think if I remember correctly, you do actually see like some of the skin like hanging up in the background, mm-hmm. and like just to, just to see that is enough because then your imagination is going to do the rest of the work to make you feel uncomfortable or just anything like that. And the biggest question I have about this is like, how many bodies do you need to skin to make a skin suit? That's why he liked him large and in charge, man. Because <laughs> he was like feeding him like lard. Say eat the lard and get fat, so like don't have to skin so people. And the lotion on the skin, or it gets the hose again. 
That, yeah, man, but uh, Brooke Smith, the actress who played Catherine, I mean, she had kind of a gaunt, angular look about her face, so it felt like she was starving, but I was like, no, actually, I think he addresses that. It's because it loosens the skin right before he kills her, and it makes yeah. it easier to separate from the fat, which, like, holy fuck, man. Like, what a sentence, you know, to say yeah. out loud. <laughs> Mike, how Let different... alone with no context. I feel like there were like VHS cabinets around his house and stuff. Like how different was his house from your house? Like minus the skin suit, less of a skin suit. <laughs> More skin suit. More skin suit. Okay. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> well, yep, yeah, Jarvis, that was a that was a great one. Um man, I, and it sucks because like I like I said, I'd watched it around recently, so that was the first thing that comes to mind, and I'm actually so upset with myself that I didn't think of Sounds of Life. But I'm glad I did, or otherwise we would have had a three-way tie. And yes. uh, I'm just going to throw it to Mike and uh, have him be prepared with his backup. Mike? Yeah, we almost had a three-way. Yeah, we almost had a three-way. Tie, 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 tie. That, tie, that, tie, that tie, would have been tie. so terrible, having a three-way. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I would have been, been so I would have hated it. Tie. <laughs> So my uh, second choice uh, (laughs) for the thriller movie, it's a movie directed by John Landis, uh, narrated by Vincent Price. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but uh, it starts out with the main character. He's on a date. He's got his Letterman jacket on, and all of a sudden, he turns into a werewolf. Oh, and my And he just God. bursts into song and starts dancing <laughs> with zombies. <laughs> you know, you, you, you partially had me with John Landis. I'm <laughs> racking my brain. Who is John Landis? No, I, was, I was like, I started thinking, like, what thrillers did John Landis direct? And then it was, it's surprising, like, what thrillers did he net? I know what thriller he narrated. He directed Thriller, the music <laughs> video by Michael Jackson, which it is considered a short movie because the music video is like 15 minutes long. Fair. Is a, that short movie is more horror than most films in the horror genre. That's more horror than true. some movies we've done. I would we've absolutely agree. Is it more horror than Rubber? We've no. done a puppeted turkey sitting at a kitchen table. <laughs> Nothing will stop rubber or Thanksgiving. <laughs> Top two on anybody's list should be those two movies. Oh, man. In all seriousness, the thriller I picked, my second choice, wouldn't have to be Zodiac. Okay, yes. Let's talk about that. It was also one of my, uh, if I didn't go with Shutter Island, it was uh, another one of the ones I would have picked. So the thing I like about Zodiac is just like Shutter Island, it is unraveling a mystery. You have this card. It's based on a true story, which actually happened, and they still have never caught the Zodiac killer Ooh. or confirmed well, his they, identity. Yeah, they haven't caught, but I, I do that, know recently that... That gentleman was, is very deceased. Yeah, one, very deceased. Two, I think it's it's damn near confirmed that they've kind of figured out who it was at this point. Well, it's, confirmed. Had, it's confirmed. Oh, yeah, it's it's confirmed. It's, it's confirmed to be Ted Cruz. Well, yeah, Jerry's still on that one. Yeah, Jerry's still on that one. So if you you take anything away from this episode of this podcast, just know that Ted Cruz is confirmed the Zodiac Killer. (laughs) Oh, goddammit. But anyway, go on. 
I so basic plot. I'm sure you've both seen it. It follows uh, Robert Naismith. He's a cartoonist, and he gets so deeply ingrained in the Zodiac killings in San Francisco in the 70s. Uh, Zodiac Kill was sending messages to the paper, and it had captivated the entire city and the country of who this man was, taunting the police and the public of what happened. And I, the fact that it's a true story, or ba- the movie's based on a true story, makes this movie that much more effective in how scary because it's an, it's like an actual like, horror movie too because there is that threat that this man's out there and he's going to if he finds you alone or with your partner on a lover's lane he's going to kill both of you that was like the beginning of robert downey jr getting clean too i think that was right around the iron man era oh yeah like that was when like basically around the time of iron man like he was just popping up in movies left and right and also yeah. like uh, i will even say like we each of us picked a movie with like a fantastic cast and also two movies with mark ruffalo oh, what a what a beautiful man beautiful man but no like uh, zodiac is such a great movie and performances out of jill and hall ruffalo and robert diane jr are, like fantastic in that movie Great, great segue. Um, we need to have a consensus for horrible friends, and it would be better if we had the entire group. But this small samples, uh, small sample size will do for now. Um, is Jake Gyllenhaal canceled on Horrible Friends as well? <laughs> oh, because of because uh, of Tay Tay, because of Big Tay Tay. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I don't like Taylor Swift. I mean, she. Every time she dates a dude and they break up, she writes we, a song about we it. You said some really offensive things on this podcast, and I've stood behind <laughs> you every time. But we got to be. I, I've literally told all of Europe and Canada they can go fuck themselves, and I'll <laughs> say it again. But <laughs> the entire, the literal fucking Empire State Building lit up red in support of Taylor Swift. <laughs> I am terrified at what crossing that woman would do to this podcast. I'll say it. She's she's thirty. She should just get over these things. Oh, she did it. She did it. Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> ten years ago, and now she's like, "Oh well, I got to make this new song about you from ten years ago." Get over it. He's going to make a song about you. Good a song about all of us. She's <laughs> like, "Oh, they had a podcast about me, and I'm so sad." And no, 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 no. Hell, I, that'll I, be a lot more of like very offensive fake Italian accent in it, though. Tay Tay is petty, man. She, like, we are nobody. Oh, She'll find clearly, a reason to make a podcast. Clearly, <laughs> she's petty. <laughs> uh, I will say no. I, I will still follow Jake Gyllenhaal until the end. Damn, you know dude. what? Dude, Tell us what. Cancelled. You oh, gotta hear. Shit. Oh fuck. Dude, <laughs> what what was the what was the what was the met? Oh, we're menemists now. Menemists. Yeah, we're not feminists. We're menemists. We <laughs> we support Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> and by association, Dan is now a menemist too. So somebody call him and tell him. I don't think you'd be happy to hear that at all. <laughs> don't worry, we'll speak for you, Dan. You are now a menemist. I mean, I think if it's just for Jake Gyllenhaal, I think it just means like a, a geninist, Gyllenist. A genitaliaist? Gen- genitalia. Yep, we support genitalia, especially his. There you go. 
this this podcast really got out of control. Yeah, <laughs> we went real off message with this one. Yeah, a little bit. Um, what a thrill! What a yeah, thrill! What a, what a thrill! What a thrilling ride! Um, my, my favorite scene in this movie is when he's with the the guy who used to run like the film reels. And he's in the basement trying to. F- this is after like everybody had like really lost interest in the Zodiac Killer because it had been going on for years. Yeah, and like the killings just like stopped, right? Like- and he's just obsessed with this, obsessed with this, obsessed with this. And he goes into this the guy's house, and he has all these film reels in the basement. And he's asking him these questions like, "Oh, did you know so and so?" And the guy's like, "Yes, I knew him. Look at my film." And he's like, okay, I, I gotta go. And because at this point, he's convinced that this is the Zodiac Killer. And he's found himself alone with him in a basement. And he finally gets out. And the, just the tenseness of that scene, it just like, it really got me. It read beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very good scene. It's Absolutely. Scary, man. Yeah. They did a, they did a similar thing uh, a few years back when they did like the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer story, like with him in like around high school age. And it was kind of that same thing, like with when one of his the few friends he had kind of like picks up on like, all right, this dude really is fucked up, and it had that same tenseness. But I, it was it was reminiscent of that scene for me. It really is a great scene. Should we talk some honorable mentions? I think we can talk some honorable mentions. Um, I do have one. Um, it was one that came out this year on Netflix. It was called uh, "The Woman in the Window." I don't know if anyone saw that. I saw the trailer for that. It, from what I saw, it was like basically just a rehashing of Rear Window. Yeah, kind of. It, it was a good movie, and, and Amy Adams is great in it. Like me and Jackie really enjoyed it. That was that was like one of my runner ups. It was where she was some. I think she was like agoraphobic, and she saw something in like the neighboring apartment. Yeah, like um, she basically she in her mind she saw, um, uh, this this neighbor across the street saw this woman's husband like murder her, and then all these people, uh, that like the cops and everyone's coming over there. They're saying like, "No, nah, he didn't kill her. Like his wife's right here. And it's a completely different woman." And like, there's a pretty decent twist at the end. Okay, yeah, so I would say if you like that movie, definitely check out the original Rear Window. And I would even say check out the reimagining of it that came out like 15 years ago, uh, Disturbia with it. Oh, it was, uh, yeah. All of of it's based off Hitchcock, like all of it, the entire genre of that, that kind of voyeuristic, like I saw, I saw a murder, I know who it is. All of that is based off Alfred Hitchcock. I guess if I had to do an honorable mention, it would be seven. It's another one. Oh my god! Mystery. What's in the box? How did we not? How is that not in the forefront? That should have been. Oh wow! I'm embarrassed. I mean, embarrassed for us. I I, yeah, same. Because I just went with the movie like I had seen recently. You went with a very obvious, you know, Silence of the Lambs, which Mike also went with. But then Mike, you know, had a very good backup. Like the, you forget how many actual like good just thriller movies there are until you actually sit and think about it. Yeah, no. So if I, all right. So if I had to go with one, and this will be like my final thought. This is this is kind of way back when too. I think I want to say I saw this in theaters, 
but I was still way too young and I shouldn't have gone. But do you guys remember the Mothman prophecies? I do. Was that oh. Richard Gere? Yes. Yes. I, I, that I'm not familiar with. So the that Mothman was, prophecies. That is was based a blockbuster on... special for me. As I saw oh, the cover yes. in blockbuster, I'm like, yes, I need to see this. That one is, um, so that one's also based off of, I, I think it's not true stories, but folklore rather. Um, uh, basically about like before terrible things happen, people would see um, this figure that looked like this, you know, flying monster basically in the sky. And then like, there would be like large disasters. Um, but it was, it was, it played on that. And then it actually like, you, you got to see them both, man, a little bit. And it was it was seconds, um, but there there was this one scene where he gets a call of you know apparently from the Mothman and he he reaches into this desk he's staying at like a a motel and he reaches into the desk and he's like okay if you know everything about me what's in my hand and it, it whispers like chapstick and then he shows his hand and that fucked me up I don't it's it's not it's not that scary. But it, but it was enough at the time, and uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, it was, it was two thousand two. Like you were, you were still a wee lad at the time. Wee lad, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My mom's a bad mom. She should not have taken <laughs> me to that. I love you, Lori. You're a good lady. But well, I remember yeah. they, you know, you were, they took you, you know, they took you to see Hollow Man, but they saw, you know, Alvin the Chipmunk. They did, they did. Without you, I'm pretty sure they fucked in the movie theater. Big Steve yeah, definitely fucks. <laughs> Steve Nothing fucks. gets big Steve Randy like fucking Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was He's like, you know how they're not wearing pants? Neither am I. Yeah, well, whatever happened to Richard Gere? Because he doesn't do anything anymore. I feel like he doesn't have to, really. He's probably just chilling. I heard that he got really rich and then, like, he hired some hooker and fell in love with her. And then she, you know, went back to the <laughs> yeah, mall. Jarvis, that's no, that's the plot of Pretty Woman. Am I, am I doing it again? Yeah, you're doing it. Oh, okay. No, I was uh, okay. Yeah, sometimes. No, trust. I know we all want to be Julia Roberts in that movie. Trust oh me, we God. all want to be Julia Roberts in that. Movie. The fact that I'm not Julia Roberts in that movie is a big mistake. Huge. <laughs> well, the other like there was another very good thriller that Richard Gere was in. It was actually Edward Norton's like breakout. It might have been his first movie, a primal. Film. Oh yes, yes. I yes, love yes. that movie. It's so good. Very good. Yeah, I think that was like one of Ed Norton's like first big roles and he crushed it. Oh, thank you guys for taking the time to do this little segment with me. Um we do have more uh condensed spoop probably coming down the wire since we are uh working on trying to wrap up the main season of Horrible Friends and gonna take a little break through the holidays and you know, not have to watch so so many movies. Um, but we should be back with horrible friends around, uh, at probably around the, uh, maybe mid January after all the major holidays are over. Um, but keep an eye on all of our social media for any, uh, condensed spoop updates. I've got a lot of ideas and got a good few episodes I want to put out during this time. Um, but I'd like to thank Connor McLeod for our artwork. I'd like to thank Andy Kavanaugh since he, uh, made some sweet new music for this uh, portion of the show. I really appreciate that. And I'd like to thank, thank uh, Travis Kaiser for our editing. He does a lot of good work and honestly can't thank him enough. All right. And so with that, uh, Mike, what do you have to say to all of our listeners out there? 
Thanks for stopping by for our steamy cup of spoop. Don't ruin, don't don't take my joke away from me. I'm still gonna I'm I'm still gonna do it. <laughs>